Welcome to Last of Ten Podcast, where sibling co-hosts delve into our ever-evolving family dynamics with empathy, wit, and humor. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Dustin, and we are the Last of Ten Kids. Throughout our podcast, we hope to be sharing all kinds of stories, experiences, and perspectives. So we hope it'll be interesting and entertaining. So where should we start? Obviously, being at the end of a long lineup, there's a ton of family history we missed, and we're going to get some of our older siblings on here to fill in some of those gaps, but we'll start with us. Some of our childhood memories and what we remember about our family dynamic when we came along. This might be a two-parter topic, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, Let's give a tiny background of mom and dad to get a bit of context before we get into our own stuff. Okay. So mom and dad were born in the 40s and they met and married in the 60s. Dad was serving in the Air Force and met mom through our uncle, who was also in the Air Force. Mom is the second of eight kids, and we know she grew up on a farm and learned hard work from a young age. She comes from a very devout Mormon family, a.k.a. the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And sorry, but I'm a Hinkley girl, so I'm just going to say Mormon. Uh, Dad was the second of two sons and converted to the church while he was in the Air Force. We don't know much about their childhoods other than they were pretty tumultuous, but we hope we can get some more stories about their early years. Um, They had a quick romance and started having kids right away. Michelle, our oldest sister, she was first in line, and I'm at the end, so there's like 19 years between us. And through the years, uh, you generally get one of two reactions to coming from such a big family, right? It's either like, wait, what, wait, what? How many, uh, wait, your mom had how many kids? You have how many siblings, right? Or the other classic response of like, oh, Mormon, oh, Utah, Mormon, got it, yeah. Like, big family. Um, they didn't start out in Utah, but they moved around a lot in the beginning, especially while dad finished up his time in the Air Force and also just like due to different job opportunities. But by the mid 80s, early to mid 80s, we were living in Utah and the two most important siblings came along finally the two that would bring peace and harmony and show all the other siblings what their childhoods could have been, mm-hmm. which was us. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing mom kept going. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Not perfect till it is. <laughs> so when we came along, our family was living in a little rambler in Sandy, Utah, which is a suburb of Salt Lake, Salt Lake, Utah. And that may have been the time where the most of us were living at home at the same time because it was right when I came along that older siblings started like moving up and moving out, getting married, going on missions, like leaving to nanny and stuff like that. So um, my earliest memory is one of independence, I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T, I was like four, and I there was this other family in the neighborhood that we had gone to their house 
so many times. And I was really confident that I knew the way to their house. And in my mind, like they had the fun stuff, like they had the playground and the swing set and, you know, a lot more fun than what we had going on at our house. So I just, I don't know, whatever sparked my motive that day, but I was like, all right, I'm out. I'm going to go to the play at the fun house. And I just left the house, walked down the street. I had to go up and walk along this pretty big main busy road. Like cars went pretty fast. It was uh, not like a side street. It's pretty busy. Was that, that was a family that Jen would babysit for? No? Uh, yeah, I think so. And okay. she must have taken me with her quite a few times yeah. because so you knew how to get there. I knew how to get there. Um, yeah. And like, <clears throat> I'm going to go play. And I'm amazed to this day that I didn't get swiped up, kidnapped or even like hit by a car because it was a really busy road. But some lady by chance, some lady that um, lived by us and recognized me was driving by at that right moment and pulled over and called me by my name and put me in her car and took me back home. I have no memory of whatever her exchange might have been with mom, but I just remember being really confused. Like, what? Like, why did you bring me back here? This isn't where I was trying to go. Like, I'm back where I started. <laughs> and also, like, why is everybody freaking out? I knew, like, I knew where I was going. And so I was like so surprised that I did that at four years old. That's so young. Yeah, I remember like stealing change from mom's purse because I wanted to go to, there was 7-Eleven across the street and just like waiting for traffic to clear and then booking it to the one, one cent candies. Yes. <laughs> we want candy. <laughs> Gosh, that's scary. That was a really busy road that we lived, we, you know, lived right up to. One of my other memories really burned into my brain from that time was you and Joe getting locked in the trunk of this little sedan that we had. And it was the middle of summer. It was parked out in the driveway. And I, yeah, I don't know how you guys ended up there. I'll let you fill in that. But I just remember being outside at the right moment and hearing these like muffled banging and screaming like, Bonnie, go get mom. So I did, went back in and got mom. And when she got you guys out, you were just drenched in sweat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably crying and freaking out. Uh, I don't remember a lot except just kind of playing along with Joe and it was his idea to get in the trunk and we were either hiding from the mailman or the neighbors, some like game or something where we thought that they were like kidnappers or something. Where they were going <laughs> to get us. We have to yeah. hide. Hurry, hide. And then all of a sudden you're locked in a trunk. Yeah. We just got in the back seat. The door was unlocked to the car and the back seat folds down so you could climb into the trunk that way and then we somehow pulled the pulled seat, seat closed and it locked locked us oh, in oh shit and then you're like oh yeah just uh, i think panic set in because we couldn't figure out how to get out and so we were like i don't know 
kicking at the door and screaming, crying, whatever. Jeez. That was so scary. Every time I hear of like another pet or kid getting um, left in a car and even dying, I think about that. That memory comes back like, oh my gosh, you guys literally could have died. Yeah, same. Scary. Type of thing, yeah. Which means that really, yeah, I saved your life and everything you have today is basically because of me. So Uh, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) It's not not true. (laughs) Uh, Do you want to talk about the record player? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we had a record player growing up. that I vividly remember um, because we used it a lot. Um, you know, we had the tabern. My, my mom Motab. for sure had to, <laughs> Motab. Mormon Tabernacle for sure. Choir. She had some like Broadway uh, records, musical records, whatever. And she also had. <laughs> How did this one sneak in here? <laughs> yeah, who? I want to know that. That's my number one question. Who brought this record home? Because I know mom did not. <laughs> Let's see if anyone recognizes. A true classic. <laughs> so good. <laughs> It just gets better from there. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, as five, six, seven, however old I was, that was a banger. <laughs> How could you not jump on our huge couch, <laughs> dance around the living room? Our extra, extra long one-piece couch that had more than nine lives. I don't know how it lasted so many years. Yeah, so good. Even like going outside and bringing in... Whoever was playing, Steven, Brian, whoever was playing basketball with their friends, come in, sit on the couch, <laughs> and watch me dance around. Like I'm sure they were dancing around, too. <laughs> no, they would sit there and just entertain, like, humor me. That's awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. So funny. I love it. Um, there was a little stint there where mom uh, would do, a, she did a little side hustle cleaning houses, and mm-hmm. sometimes she took us around with her. Mm-hmm. So I remember that, and I know like that definitely instilled a very uh, elevated level of like standard of cleaning for me. Not just going around cleaning houses with her, but when uh, we would get a little older and have our own chores, and the expectation that we had of you know. Um, don't bother getting the middle unless you're going to get the corners and the edges. And if the, if your back doesn't hurt when you're scrubbing the tub, then you're not scrubbing hard enough. And just always like you were saying, thinking that you did a good job, but then she would come in and check and end up like redoing a lot of it with you standing there watching. Yeah. Watch (laughs) me, watch how it's done. Yeah. This is how we do it. Yeah. But to this day, I think most all of us have, kind of a standard of cleanliness in our own homes of like you're not going to see a pile of dirty dishes in the sink or you know I uh 
I'm really, I'm pretty particular, like, there's only a couple places dirty clothes are allowed to be, you know, that's why you have a dirty clothes hamper or, um, like my husband knows now that I can't sit down and relax just like mom. I can't sit down and relax if the kitchen's a mess, mm-hmm. you know? So he, he's just learned to like work around that or like you sit down, I'll clean up the kitchen, but I won't, I can't relax if the house is dirty and. You know, there's dust piling up and there's the bathrooms getting gross or whatever, you know, like. Yeah, same. I have like, a yeah, there's usually like one day a week that's dedicated to just deep clean mm-hmm. type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Props to mom for that, because I've definitely been in some spaces, friends, you know, whoever, where that's not the case. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little different. Yeah. I guess. But. She said, mom said that she got, she learned all that from her mom, obviously. Yeah. I, yeah, I wondered. And, and especially where she came from a big family too. So grandma would have had a lot of kids on her hands Mm -hmm. and how she was able to maintain that level of, you know, cleanliness. Um, and, and mom also told me at one point that no matter how, much chaos or how many kids were running around that it was a big deal to mom that we always had like clean faces and clean clothes like we we were we could be poor or low on funds but we were going to be clean you know Mm. so i have a funny story about that uh when i was in my early years of marriage (laughs) that was my thing too like we have one day a week where we're gonna clean and then we can go play And it was usually Saturday morning with our work schedules, right? So we had the weekend coming and we had all these things we wanted to do. We wanted to go, you know, to these different stores and check out a few things. And then we had plans with friends. And so, but it was like, okay, but we, we got to, we can get up earlier maybe then, but we got to get the house clean before we go play. So I got up at like three in the morning to pee and my husband was like in the kitchen the light was on in the kitchen and he was on his hands and knees like Mm. scrubbing the floor and i was like what are you doing he's like i just don't want to spend my saturday doing chores (laughs) (laughs) but that's it's been like that's been a thing like i can't have a dirty car and i can't have a dirty house so and you have a dedicated husband. Yes. <laughs> 3 a.m. Because he doesn't want to do it the next day. Because he wants day. to just play on the weekend. Bonnie. I know. <laughs> your mom really got it's to you. It's not like I stood over him. He just was like, well, I'm not going to do it on Saturday, <laughs> so I'll stay up late. <laughs> that's pretty rad. So, that's funny. Um, we, we So we did in Sandy. Uh, we lived up on the east bench closer closer to the mountain so we did get up there quite a bit for like campfires and camping trips because we definitely weren't going to disneyland every year right yeah i remember a lot of that hiking camping uh usually i think it was i don't remember less the whole family like camping out but it was more like someone dad or whoever would drive us up and then we had a tent we'd set up a tent 
a couple of us would stay. I remember staying one time with an older brother. I don't know who, Stephen maybe or whoever. Uh, and then later in the evening, then more people, like mom and more people would come up and like do a campfire and hang out. Mm-hmm. Because we were just right there at the mouth of the canyon. It was yeah. easy access. And it and for sure as a kid, that's like oh yeah. The best. Just being outside in the mountains. So fun. Yeah. yeah. And I think one the time I remember it was just raining the whole time. So we were just in the tent <laughs> doing nothing. <laughs> like yeah. it was still so fun. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Good memories. Um Any more about Sandy that? Um, we can talk about. Well, I have memories of, I guess, like our financial state, and I guess that seems weird because maybe not a lot of kids would remember that necessarily. But I think I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just more of a sponge or I don't know the word and, and you're like yeah you're I, an I don't want to I guess but like I don't how do you empathize at that age you know I don't know but I, ju- I do have memories of mom there's one of mom like with her checkbook on the dining table like crying and maybe that's why I remember because seeing her mm-hmm. crying was was like dramatic or something it's yeah. it stuck with me yeah. um and asking her what was wrong and her being like you know worried about money and and obviously like making a mortgage payment mm-hmm. uh and she, i think she said something that we were gonna like be living on the streets and that's really scared me I, I like believed it yeah you internalized it yeah and then there was other things I remember too not at the time but just but just thinking back like going to the bishop's storehouse like we never went to the smiths that was just across the street mm-hmm. across 94th we didn't grocery shop there we went to this other place the bishop's storehouse which I think members of the church who are struggling financially can have access to if they follow if if they're following certain guidelines within the church um and like they're i think the bishop has to like approve it approve it and then you can so it's like a small store i remember and but they had like there was a shopping cart so you go in and get a shopping cart and you collect the goods you need um and then you go through like a, you kind of go through a checkout, but you're not paying for anything. I don't know. Maybe they just check they like certain forms or something. Track I don't know. It somehow or yeah. something like. Yeah, I have vivid remember memories of that. Um, and then also, I have a memory of coming home and there was like all. It was around Christmas time. Maybe we were coming home from Aunt Elma's or something, and there was all these presents stacked up on the front door that maybe we weren't supposed to see as kids because I think it was a sub for Santa and it wasn't like quite it was like the day before Christmas or the day before Christmas Eve something Uh but maybe it's just a drop-off for mom and dad 
to yeah. collect and then figure out what to do with or something like that. But So what was said about it? Like, what was the explanation that you got? I don't know. Maybe, like, that Santa came early or oh. just like, or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. But I do remember wondering what, like, why is that there? What are those? You know, yeah. it's all these presents, like. Oh. Do you get to open them all? You know. I don't remember. I mean, I was too young to remember. I don't remember that one, but I remember participating in Sub for Santa when I got older, like in Young Women's mm-hmm. around Christmas time, when we would get like just a few details about the family, the kids' um, ages and sizes, right. and things that yeah. they enjoyed, and then we would go shop. Mm-hmm. Like the ward would pull together funds and go shop and. Then we would come back and wrap the presents, and I always liked being on that side of it. Yeah, um, but I, I did. I'm sure more than more than one year, we were the recipient family of mm-hmm. that in Sandy. Anyways, I, I think that was the only time that that ever happened was in Sandy. But yeah, I remember that, and and also things like food wise, like. The food we had, which obviously came from the Bishop Storehouse, but the brand was, had its own brand, which was like, don't quote me, I think it was Deseret Probably. or something yeah, like that. Sounds. Um, and But then also other things like, sometimes mom would make powdered milk, oh, which is yeah, gross. nasty. So gross. But And then, yeah, and then it coaxed us to... yeah. Like, like it's like not, it. it's not yeah. as bad as yeah. it is. Yeah, oh, come on, you know. <laughs> Your taste buds are deceiving Even you. Even doing things like mixing it with regular milk or, I don't know, just yeah. anything to, which Different is ways to she stretch made it. Stretch, stretch. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I have memories of that, which after we moved to Colorado and then came back to Utah, it wasn't, it didn't seem like yeah. we were ever back in that state of, you know state of financially or whatever yeah i do know oh i have some really vague memories of getting a big black bag strapped off by neighbors that was like hand me down clothes mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like maybe they stopped by our house before hitting di or something but for sure and i'm sure that also the just the trickle down of having so many mm-hmm. older brothers and stuff like clothes are getting Right. All the time. Right, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, you mentioned we had that quick little stint in Colorado after Sandy, but then we uh, got right back to Utah shortly after. We were in Colorado long. So the bulk of my childhood that I remember is West Jordan. Yeah. But I, when we moved, when we got to West Jordan, I think I was eight eight or nine because mm-hmm. we weren't in Colorado for two not even a year so yeah I I turned five in Colorado and then started kindergarten in West Jordan okay so most well, of my memories are West Jordan um we moved into this uh really tall dollhouse looking house that was poo brown with no AC and it really is amazing that no one was killed with so many years without AC because it was maddening at times, especially trying to sleep at night and just like 
laying in your sweat with the windows open and fans going and thinking that would be sufficient in like whatever, a hundred degree weather. Um, so yeah, this could have been a true crime podcast. <laughs> <laughs> could still be. There's still time. Speak too soon. <laughs> Two siblings go missing after starting a podcast about their family. <laughs> Sounds like the next Dateline episode. <laughs> Yeah, we haven't even. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Oh, opening Pandora's box here is what we're doing. (laughs) I hope so. Let's do it. Um, I know when we moved that I escaped again, just even as five years old, and I just started going down the street, knocking on doors, and asking neighbors if they had any kids my age, like. Hi, I'm Bonnie. I just moved in. Do you have any kids that are my age? <laughs> I'm out to find friends. That's priority number one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, that was more normal for the time, I think, though. Yeah. It seemed like, because there were kids everywhere, and we were always outside, especially mm-hmm. our family, because half the time we didn't have a TV if mom was throwing it out. Yeah. There you are know, times mom... Super monitored, super controlled. Mm-hmm. We didn't just watch shows. Yeah. I remember her throwing a TV out the front door on, and it breaking on the porch. Yes. Yeah. And in school, at the beginning of the year, when teachers do those little questionnaires of like, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite candy bar? What's your favorite TV show? And there were times where I put, I don't have a TV. So then when they went around the room and you had to read yours out or whatever, then all the kids are like, oh, you don't have a TV? For sure, yeah. No, we were always having to play outside. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, lots of coming up with our own games and yeah. little things. But that by the time we got to West Jordan, maybe only half of us were living at home by that point. Um, but it just felt like there was always this revolving door of older siblings coming and going. Cause it was like someone was going on a mission. Someone was coming home from a mission. Someone was moving out and getting married and then moving back in with their spouse or it just seemed like the house was constantly being rearranged. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing with growing up in, in a big family is that there's always, people around and Mm -hmm. not even just siblings but like cousins coming to stay and not like stay at a hotel nearby or wherever it was stay at our house right yeah um or old neighbors or yeah when we lived in sandy there was a family from venezuela that stayed for a little bit i don't remember how long i was too young but yeah i remember them being there is pretty cool actually but um always people Mm -hmm. yeah i remember mom trying to use like bookshelves as dividers in like the bigger living room and section off spaces as if it was some i don't know build your own room yeah yeah sharing bedrooms sharing everything yeah no privacy really Mm -mm. (laughs) married or not you don't get privacy here (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, Mom was super religious with Monday Night Family Home Evening. Is that one of your most uh, favorite childhood memories? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) 
such a testimony builder, that one. <laughs> I, maybe for the treat. That I we know. Just waiting to get to. It was, the routine was, um, like, yeah, like mom pulling dad away from the TV and then she, her walking in with, like, the primary songbook and the friend and the enzyme and our journals and the scriptures and and us, like, rolling our eyes. It's <laughs> freaking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. There were the few times we did, like, We'd play like a ga- some activity. Yeah, like a game, Twister or something. It was like, <laughs> oh, at least we're not writing in our journals or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. What did you write in your journal? I, I hate this. <laughs> probably. I wish Joe would shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Joe would shut up. Look at Dad's face. Just <laughs> I don't know. I Ma- don't know. Dad loves this as much as we do. <laughs> It was, I mean, every day of the week was, I mean, we were the family that we were at church every Sunday, and then it was like home teachers coming over, and then family home evening on Monday, and then youth activities during the week, and then whatever anybody's calling was, like it was. Yeah, and then scouts was still mm -hmm. a thing, so that played a big role, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, just constantly busy. Yeah. Piano, which we haven't even touched on yet. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that pa- or the, the paper, paper out. out and piano lessons were themes that went through the entire family. Yeah. Um, and do you think that us being at the end that we had to carry those on longer than some of the older siblings? It's a good question to ask. I don't know. I, it seems like yeah. everyone did it until they found a different job. But... For sure, it was never by choice, I don't mm-hmm. think. And for us, we just like inherited yeah. it. Like, mm-hmm. now you're doing this. Whether, like being in Sandy and just riding in the car and watching older people throw the paper or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then later on, like, which, uh, for us was what? In West Jordan, yeah. Yeah. Almost like right away after yeah. we moved in. Right? Yeah, because it was starting to help, and then it, and then it was ours, right? First, you start helping the older siblings, and then they move on, and then it's yours. Yes, and our birthright. Yeah, <laughs> which we still, I still put on my resume today. I feel like that's a major qualifier. Right. I don't think people understand. This is rain or shine. This yep. is seven days a week. Yep. You don't get Christmas off. Yeah. No. Yep. Nope. You do this Thanksgiving morning. You do it Christmas before presents. You like. Whose wedding? It's, there's a paper route. Right. To do. Like, Mm-mm. no, we're going to be late to that ceremony because the paper <laughs> route needs to get done. <laughs> oh, man. We're having to find people to cover for you if the rare times we mm. went out of town, like. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to, we might even do a whole episode dedicated to that. I think we should <laughs> because that really ties us all together. It really is. It's our bonding, <laughs> our, tra- Bind, our trauma bonding. Yeah. <laughs> Paper out PTSD. <laughs> but piano, too. Like, piano is something that went through all of us. And then I always wonder that, too. Like, because it seemed like, from what I've heard of older siblings, they kind of tried it and 
didn't like it or didn't stick with it. But I know for you and I, it was like, we did that shit till we graduated high school. Yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, I don't know why. I, I guess until we turned 18. Um, and I know, I, I, I'm pretty sure like day one, I turned 18, I was done. Yeah. I didn't want to do it anymore. And not because I didn't enjoy enjoy it or moments of it. Uh, I think I did, and I had some really good teachers, and maybe I liked the attention, but I don't, I didn't, it felt like, well, I think maybe we'll talk about that later because I do have some baggage with that that I don't, <laughs> yeah. you know. Okay, yeah. I mean, it did seem <laughs> we like... We leave it at that. It did seem like that was one of mom's favorite things was to have someone in the house playing the hymns on the piano or something like playing church songs on the piano. Or just... Or in for anything, for like playing mm. at a anywhere for anyone you know like receptions receptions farewells mm -hmm. if if people came over to the house i don't mm -hmm. know it was always like dustin go play or go whatever play. yeah i mean you were <clears throat> except you had some exceptional talent with it for sure i mean i don't know i don't know i mean you got into stuff that was like stars and stripes forever and mom like singing along in the kitchen like like oh yeah you're so talented dustin you're so talented oh my gosh but i know it got to a point with me once you had moved on that she had to start like she couldn't let it go and I had gotten to the point where I had a part-time job, so the paper out was no more. She couldn't take funds from the paper out to pay for piano. And I sure as shit wasn't gonna take from my own paycheck to pay for piano lessons that I wanted to quit five years earlier. So she was paying for it and she started paying me to practice. I didn't So like that. if if you're paying for the lesson and you have to pay your kid to practice, that's, that's probably a good like indicator. I'm, I've let it go. Still gotten, <laughs> you know, to this day. Like I really wish you would have. You just should have stuck to it, or you mm. know. It's been twenty, over twenty years. Yeah. But. It's like her, her dream through us or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, so we're, I don't know, late 90s, mid 90s, late 90s, we're pre-internet, pre-social media, pre-Facebook, pre-streaming. So like you were saying, we spent a ton of time outside, always like running around playing night games and being with other friends who had trampolines and like putting the sprinklers under the trampoline in the summer and just like a lot of outside running around. And I luckily, a couple years after moving, I met two girls that lived on the same street who really became my best friends and I did everything with them. And 
they're still close friends to this day, which is really cool and really rare. Um, it's made me realize how lucky I was watching my son's struggles with finding good friends and how it just seems to be so hard. And I'll keep telling him, you know, you only need a couple. You don't need this whole big group. You only need a couple good friends mm. to get you through. And But it just seems like even that is too much to ask. Like, I don't understand why it's so hard these days for kids to just find a couple really good friends that, you know, treat them well. Yeah, I mean, we could speculate on that a little bit because, well, you you, you met Jessica and Cammie, I'm mm-hmm. assuming. Yeah, Jessica and Cammie. And, I mean, it was just different back then too, right? Because there was no... It seemed like we were out and about. Yeah, you know? always running around. Yeah. yeah. So those friendships could develop and right, or, yeah, or something. And I we weren't know, communicating over text or Snapchat or whatever the yeah. shit. It was like, oh, we're in person socializing, and yeah, you know. But still, that's cool because I don't. I don't think I'm in touch with any. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Even though you can be in touch with those people on Facebook and stuff, I just... But just having the kind of friendship that you would want, that you exactly. still want in your yeah, life after exactly. so many years, yeah. it's kind of crazy. That is. So, um, at one point, Dad brought home this old Macintosh computer that had some games on it mm-hmm. that we liked to play. It was probably the closest we got to, like... I mean, we didn't do any video game stuff. No, not unless like someone's friend brought it over yeah. and we like kept it for an extra day or something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Wish you, Dad still had that computer. Do you remember Safety Kids? <laughs> do you want me to sing it? <laughs> it was this uh, series of cassette tapes that had books that went along with it and it was all about like saying no to drugs and yes. stuff. And this is from a woman named Janine Brady who was Mormon and she but she created a lot of I don't like she must have done a lot. She wrote even primary songs, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, mom invested a lot in her. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we listened a lot. Oh yeah. To those there was tapes, like little puppet, stick and- puppets and all yeah. Books you flip through and all sorts of stuff. That that was our education on drugs. Um, yeah. Go for a natural high, 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 high. When you are feeling <laughs> down low, if you like dancing, get out on the floor and dance, dance, dance till you can't anymore. <laughs> nice, yeah, exactly. yeah. There was one about all the different ways you could say no, and it was something like. All you gotta say is no. Oh, all you gotta say is no. A cool no. No, gotta go. (laughs) A laughing no. (laughs) No. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) It helped, didn't it? Uh, Yeah, it sure did. Me. Sure did. I know it helped. (laughs) I think it was more effective than like the whole dare program at school. I guess it helped me till my senior year of high school and (laughs) stopped working. Then you forgot the songs. That's Shoot. what happened. Oh, dang it. 
Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, so music and movies, that's one thing I asked my son, like, what's what are some things you would want to know about when I was, like, your age? And he asked about how we, we accessed music and movies, how we played them, um, what things we liked. So I was kind of explaining to him that, like, well, it was cassette tapes with Walkmans, mm-hmm. right? And then it went to CDs with Discmans. And um, did you ever have that set up in your car where the car had a cassette player, but you could put this cassette in and it had like a wire up to the Discman where you could play a CD so you could still listen to CDs in your car? Yes, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I even even during the paper route, I had I would take a either a Walkman or a Discman, mm-hmm. and though always I would record like music from X ninety six. Oh yeah, yep. Like on a uh, tape recorder, and then I, yeah, just play <laughs> it back. Mixed CDs was mixed CDs were a big thing putting yeah. a bunch of different tracks on a CD. And then I remember going down to Graywell, which was the store where you could buy and trade mm-hmm. CDs and having those big getting those big like CD booklets holders yeah. or whatever where you could hold like yeah. you know, however many yeah. CDs. <laughs> yeah. And then movies were VHS for a long time. And then, and Blockbuster was a big deal. The whole, like, be kind, please rewind. Yeah, you could go to Blockbuster and easily spend two hours <laughs> yeah, trying to figure out. To rent. <laughs> <laughs> and some people got those separate. It was literally just to rewind the, v, the VHS, and it would rewind it super fast. Yeah. Remember those? Yeah. <laughs> or they would charge fees if you didn't rewind. Oh, yeah. You could charge a fee. Yeah. For them having to do it. And then DVDs came out and everybody tried to like rebuild their entire movie library that they already had on VHS, but to DVD. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, oh, we need a Blu-ray player and, you know, oh, now we need a 4K, you know, it has to be 4K or whatever. And now I I don't even pull a DVD out very often because we just stream everything. Yeah. So... Or you have like your digital library of your own, yeah, like the digital copy of all your movies. I've gotten rid of like CDs, records, mm-hmm. movie, yeah, everything because yeah. it's all digital. Makes it easy though. I like that. Yeah. Crazy. Do you have any uh, like favorite bands or artists from that time? Uh. <clears throat> Uh, not that I still listen to today. I don't think at that time it was like, uh, just stuff my friends were listening to as well. A lot of like punk rock, you know, Yeah. <laughs> stuff that mom also liked too. Oh yeah. Mom's favorite. She was happy. It really brought the spirit. Mm-hmm. It was the punk music. <laughs> I know that was about the time that either my friends or my friends' siblings, maybe like their big sisters or something, had posters of like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC on their walls. And I remember having an Ace of Base CD 
that mom threw away because one of the members on the front cover had like an open shirt with his chest showing and so she was like this is you know oh, that's garbage nasty. or whatever that's nasty yeah yeah i tried to buy you a one year a celine dion cd from shopco or something and i i picked it out brought it over to mom because i didn't think you know it would be an issue but nope not <laughs> happening she read the know. song titles and that was it or something yeah must have been. wow yeah hashtag sheltered <laughs> um that's crazy um for school i remember so yeah i said i remembered starting kindergarten at the school that was close to us but then after that first year they did some stupid crap with the boundaries and we ended up getting bussed all the way down to this other elementary that was really nowhere near our neighborhood. And that's where I did the bulk of my, like the rest of my elementary years. <clears throat> but even now, having my son go to the school down the street and times that he'll call home and, you know, he needs me to bring the poster he forgot or the folder he forgot or he doesn't feel well or whatever it still feels like an inconvenience now with it right down the street. So it just puts into perspective for me the times that I had to call home to mom and for the same, all the same reasons, but she had to go, you know, she had to drive all the way down to that other elementary. I don't even know how many miles, but it was, it was pretty a ways. Yeah, that was yeah, it was a ways. Pretty far. In Sandy, we were, though, you weren't going to school yet, but we were walking, walking to and from school. Uh, I mean, I was in kindergarten, first grade, and second grade there. So maybe not so much in kindergarten, but in first and second, yeah, we were walking home from school. But there was a, like, a group of kids, there was... It seemed like most of the kids were doing that. Yeah, you weren't wa walking then. by yourself. But it's just not something that happens today. Yeah. yeah, I won't. And even then, like, if you ever are reminiscing or whatever, and you drive up to the Sandy house and then drive from the house up to this elementary school, it seems like... You're like, whoa, you walked Kind of that? far, yeah, for little kids to do, wow. but I don't know. Yeah. It was Different times. Yeah, that time. Um, do you, you remember us getting in trouble a lot? <laughs> mm -mm. <laughs> Little angels. <laughs> Constantly. We never fought and we were always the best of friends. <laughs> yeah. Teasing, spanking. Mm. You and Joe and Brian. It was like having a swarm of buzzing bees around me all the time. Buzzing by my ear, buzzing in front of my nose, buzzing by my mouth, landing on my food. Like literally all the time, constant, constant teasing. And I would try so hard to not react and just have self-control because I knew you guys just wanted a reaction out of me. So I was trying not to... You give, give some you, good reactions. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because when my top blew, then it was like, shut up, knock it off. 
I'm sure the neighbors down the street heard heard me. You had a good scream. I had a really good I lung guess. capacity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't that's just something that I don't I mean I I remember getting teased a lot too. And vice versa, you know. And even in school I like bullied kids uh from an early like first grade second grade uh and and yeah all the way until junior high i was a bully i would just find a kid or two and damn pick on them just like (laughs) dishing out what you were getting at home maybe yeah maybe Mm. i don't know why i did that and i I did end up getting bullied in return, so I know what it's like, and it's, yeah, it's it's crazy. I still remember the kids. I remember what they look like. Mm. I, I even have reasons as to why, and they're not good reasons, oh, of course, no. but. Dang. <laughs> yeah, sorry. What a jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean. I learned some lessons. Yeah. For sure. We and I apologize. If anyone is listening who I may have bullied, I I apologize. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, dang. <laughs> really? Um <laughs> We got spanked. We got sent to our rooms. We had a hug in the corner a few times. Um, sometimes mom would just start singing like hymns, like love at home. And then that's when we knew we would just snap right back in line. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I remember getting sent to our rooms and then getting bored and sneaking back to each other's rooms and starting all over again. (laughs) But there were times that our fights got physical and... I remember like pushing the back of your head into the edge of something and it made a really loud noise. And then it was like, oh shit, I really hurt him. And it's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember fighting a lot and teasing and sneaking up on you to scare you. Or if you, if I was at a friend's house and you came over for whatever reason, I wanted you gone, all that type of dumb stuff big brother stuff yeah i don't know i don't know why it just i don't know maybe it's part of growing up with siblings i don't know so there's i think it kind of started seemed like it started mellowing out when we got into middle school or i was in middle school and you were in high school maybe yeah our ages worked out to where like I we didn't go to middle school or high school together. Yeah, which was, was nice. great. Yeah, yeah, I didn't go. There was no like, oh, you're so and so's sister, or oh, yeah. you're like you had your own identity at each right. school. Yeah. Plus, you're kind of you're not a kid anymore, I guess, mm-hmm. and the experience is just different. Cause the, cause one of my first nice memories of you, I mean, I'm, there were times we got along and we were friends and had fun, but <clears throat> this memory just came to mind. I was studying in my room on my bed and it was one of my harder classes. So I had like books and notebooks and, 
you know, the worksheets and everything all over the place. And I guess I had fallen asleep because when I woke up, my books and papers were like organized off to the side and I had a blanket on me and my socks were off. And I know that I had socks on when I was studying. This is like a random weird memory. Hmm. And I asked you if you, like, did you put a blanket on me and take my socks off? And you're like, yeah, I just always have a hard time sleeping with socks on. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was like the nicest thing. (laughs) So weird. Wow, yeah, I don't remember that. It's like, oh my gosh, he did something nice (laughs) to me. (laughs) Nice. Oh, you're so thoughtful. Um, I remember for whatever reason uh, in elementary, and it might have just been listening to the other kids that were on the student council, they would give, they would say the morning announcements. Mm -hmm. And so maybe I just thought, oh, that'd be fun. And so I ended up running for student council in elementary school. And... I, I don't know why I wasn't popular. I didn't expect anybody to vote for me, but I think I just like wanted to be involved in some way. And I ended up making it, <clears throat> which was fun to just be able to participate in the planning of some of the activities and say the announcements in the morning and stuff like that. But then I ended up running again in middle school in ninth grade and made it. And then I ran again my senior year for SBO and made it. And I remember mom and dad helping me a lot with my campaign and my posters and trying to come up with like fun little, you know, catchphrases and stuff. <clears throat> and um, yeah, I don't, I to this day still speculate that maybe some teachers got involved and rigged it somehow because I just never really fit in to any one group of kids or, you know, I kind of had a friend here and a friend there and I spent most weekends either at home or babysitting. So it wasn't like, oh, Bonnie, she's so popular. I just, I tried not to make enemies and I just kind of. Well, that's probably the key. Plus, you were like a gymnast. You were doing like backflips and stuff yeah. everywhere. That's exciting. Yeah, in my skit, doing like some backflips and then saying like, vote for Bonnie, it'll be a flipping great year. And it's like, of course, you're going to make it. There you it. go. And she's in. Do you remember getting paid for our grades? $10 for an A, $5 for a B, nothing for a C. And then you, you had to, we had to pay. For, you had to give mom 10 bucks for a D. And if you got an F, you're effed. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I never got an F, so I don't know. But I did get a 4.0, and I think I might have been the first one. You're the first. Of all y'all to get a 4.0. Little Miss Perfect. You are, you are Bonnie. Did you have any nicknames? Just... Uh, Dusty seems to be my nickname, and for the record, uh, I still prefer that from my siblings. It's weird to me sometimes when people call me Dustin, and that's just with, like, family. Like, people outside of our family call you Dustin? Yes. But then our family calls you Dusty? Yeah, I mean, as I've gotten older, that's switched, 
for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe Dusty sounds like a little kid name. Or, I always I don't know. wondered if that bugged you. Like, because I've always called you Dusty. Yeah. But norm. then I it's didn't know if to me. you prefer Dustin. Dusty. Dusty Krusty. Dusty Krusty. Yeah. I got um, this random nickname from a young age. I don't know too much the backstory, but I guess some other little kid asked what my name was. And when he got the answer Bonnie, he heard bunny instead of Bonnie. And so that's where rabbit came from. Dad always calling me Bonnie rabbit or just rabbit. Mm -hmm. I remember that. And I didn't mind because he always used it in like an adoring way. Like if he used rabbit, then I knew he was happy and we were good. Because he would never use rabbit if I was in trouble or he was mad. Then it was like my full name, right? Bonnie Junel or whatever. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> so it was kind of a good way for me to tell where I was at with him. But then as if anybody outside of dad, including our family, but especially it kind of caught on with like neighbors or the ward, people in the ward too would sometimes call me that because they heard dad using it. And I was like, no, only my dad gets to call me that. Like I didn't like it coming from anybody else. But then you guys somehow... Where did Bonnie Bonnie Rebel come from? Ooh, yeah, I don't know. Bonnie Rebel. Because there, it was like a, was there like a Barney Rebel and then a Bonnie Rebel? Yeah, isn't that from the Flintstones? Oh yeah, probably. Bonnie Rebel. It kind of sounds like <laughs> Bonnie Rabbit. Okay, so listen to how this came back to bite me in a big way. So in high school computer class. One of our assignments was to create an email address for ourselves. Like everything was new. The internet, emails, all of that was new. So we had to create an email address for ourselves. It was Yahoo. And so I'm sitting there as a 15-year-old like, okay, what what should my username be? I don't know. I don't know. And I ended up going with BonnieRebel15 at Yahoo, which is just a junk email address now. But I still had that email when I met my husband, Corey, Bonnie Rebel 15. No joke, his dad used that as a strike against me. Like, Corey, do you really wanna marry someone that is referring to themselves as a rebel? And when he told me that, I was like, no, he was joking. He had to be, there's no way he was serious. He's like, no, I know my dad. He was serious. I'm like, oh my gosh. So thanks for that one. <laughs> That's a good email. Actually, I like it. <laughs> and then my friends would just call me Bon Bon a lot of the times. Bon Bon. Yeah. But those are all the only nicknames I ever got. But we always had a lot of sports and activities going on. I know I started with ballet really young in my like big fluffy tutu and And then we always had, obviously, piano was always going on, and uh, soccer, indoor and outdoor soccer. Yep. Lots of soccer. Lots of soccer and lots of swimming lessons. That was a huge. And then uh, starting with tumbling. We started with tumbling at this lady was doing it out of her third car garage. And you even started with me at first. Mm-hmm. We were learning round offs and backhand springs, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was really fun. 
And then all of that was also, again, on top of all of the church meetings and activities. So that really does speak to like how much mom was juggling a lot of the time. And yeah, I'm, well, <clears throat> we had a stay at home mom. I don't know if we ever said that at the beginning. Besides the the short time in Sandy where she cleaned houses, but then we would just go with her, you know, we were never not with her. And then she was always at home. And then there was always, yeah, stuff going on, activities, keeping us busy, sports, piano, school, the paper out, like mm -hmm. never ending stuff. Yeah. A lot of... A lot of running around. And then also another... Swimming lessons. Yeah. Don't forget that. Always swimming lessons. <clears throat> another big activity we got into with one of the main ski resorts in Utah, Brighton, Brighton Ski Resort, uh, we got into skiing and snowboarding. Mm -hmm. And that was something we tried to do at least a few times every season. I know... The first time I went up, I was young enough to go for free. So I had to be like eight or nine. And that was one of the times, I don't know who all went, but dad came as well and helped me like rent my skis and <clears throat> kind of sauntered with me down the bunny hill. But that, that was like, oh my gosh, I'm just like the big kids, you know, and always loved getting up there with you guys. Yeah, my first time was at was skiing to at Wolf Mountain, which is now the canyons. Oh, okay, wow. It went through a, f a few different like names and names. Um, yeah, but then yeah, Brighton seemed to be the place where we would always end up. Yeah, and then uh, you switched from skiing to snowboarding, and I was like, oh, that's cool. So then I had to switch to snowboarding, but I didn't really get any good instruction. I just was like, it was like, go, stop, go, stop. And then one winter you went up with me and you're like, Bonnie, you have to learn how to carve. And so you kind of taught me how to shift my weight and get my turns. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this is snowboarding. And it just, I just had a passion for it from that moment. Yeah. Once you figure it out, it's... So much fun. So fun, yeah. One of those natural highs. <laughs> That's right. Safety kids. And it was it seemed like it was a lot easier to get up there back then. It was probably still a stretch, um, but much more affordable by today's standards. And there were also other little things you could get a discount pass from Ski and Sea or um Arctic, Arctic Circle, Circle. Yeah, yeah, Arctic Circle had their two-for-one night boarding for like Wednesday nights or whatever. So that was just like a given. You're just that's what you're doing that night. You're gonna stop by Arctic Circle, get your meal, get up there, and yeah. be good for the night. Well, and plus, like kids in the neighborhood going too and into mm -hmm. it too. Like then you had to ride up with someone's older brother, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mom always made sure that we were like. That we at least went a couple times yeah. a season, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that is really cool. One of my favorite Christmases was getting the whole setup, the 
board, the boots, the binding, the coat, the snow pants. That was like probably my number one Christmas ever. Yeah. Yeah. My first snowboard, I actually looked up online because we were talking about it at work with some, some people and, um, my, my first snowboard was for sale on eBay for like 800 bucks, which what? isn't a lot. No. But really? Yeah. But you wouldn't think that much after so many years. No, especially the type of board. It, I don't know. I was. Wow. Interesting. I don't know where mom got it. It had a, it had like this pimp guy on <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Sims. <laughs> Yeah. And yours had a little, like a little <gasps> graphic of some guy. Yeah. Peeing. Okay. It's like, you know, the, the male, um, like for bathroom? the bathroom yeah. signs, there's, yeah. there's the female sign and the bathroom sign. It's basically just like a fat stick figure, but it had like this, uh, it's like that, but a pee stream coming a pee out of it. stream coming out of it. Yeah. But it was on the bottom side of the board. So I guess mom didn't realize when she purchased it. And then on Christmas morning, when we're playing around with it, then she notices and she's like, oh my gosh, it seemed like she was going to take it back because of that. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, she didn't. And I loved that board for a long time. But yeah, (laughs) it's funny. So funny. Mom did really good with Christmases. The Christmases I remember, I mean, you could always sense the stress leading up to it, but it did always feel magical and she definitely went you know way out of her way to make it special and she would um not all the presents were wrapped if it was from santa then it was more out on display and she told me that's something that her mom did also like if it was a family gift or something then it was wrapped under the tree but if it was from santa then it was displayed like really nice and I've always loved that that's something I've carried on you know with my family too mm-hmm. so you just walk in the room and like see it right then you know yeah I, yeah I remember seeing our presence mostly I like you said we had a stay-at-home mom um, I remember her just always being there if you know, you called home from school if you got hurt, if you were sick, um, running us around to all of our activities. Like she just, yeah, she was always there. So that's something that was really nice. I also remember her um, as early as we had to get up in the morning for school, she would have already been up making a hot breakfast, sometimes like biscuits or a hot you know, cereal or something, but she was like up and making sure we had a good, like hearty breakfast before we took off for the day. And yeah. Um, so what are some of your memories with, with just siblings, like early memories with siblings or, do you remember? So I definitely a lot of babysitting because because the first grandson came along when I was only four. Mm-hmm. So 
we became aunt and uncle at a really young age. So I remember starting to babysit from a young age. Mm -hmm. So a lot of babysitting. Um, I also... (laughs) Okay. So I remember being pretty young when Titanic came out, but it was like all the rage and, you know... based on an actual event and also included this big love story and everybody was going to see it. And I, multiple times. I remember girls in my school being like, I've seen it eight times in a row or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, So I've still never seen it. (laughs) That's how cool I am. So I really, really wanted to see it. Of course, mom had looked up or heard what was in it and Sherry can correct me if I'm wrong. Sherry, our middle sister, um, I think mom told her explicitly not to take me to see it. But I think I was going to have a sleepover with Sherry. And she took me to see it. And she just told me when to close my eyes, right? So I'm, we're sitting there in the theater. I have my hands over my eyes. And then she leans over like, okay, you're good. And so I take my hands down. And then there's like another flash of boob <laughs> on the big screen, right? And so, so then she's like, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> so and I think maybe mom figured out at some point that she had taken me and probably got mad at Sherry. But that's one of my memories with Sherry that she took me to see Titanic. And um, I have a memory of... Okay, so the house across the street from us, the neighbor that lived across the street, had also had a home down south, like in St. George or something. So she didn't live across the street from us all year long. And at one point, our brother Brian and his wife Celeste rented her house for a few months. And me and Jessica were were like pretty young teenagers at the time, but it was, it always felt cool to hang out with an older sibling. Like anytime an older sibling would give you the time of day or take you with them wherever they were going or let you spend the night or whatever. It just, it was a way to get out of the house and you just felt like cool, you know? And so Brian let us hang out over there, me and Jessica And at the time, with Cable, the Biography Channel, they were doing this special on Ted Bundy. (laughs) So, And, you know, they do, like, dramatic reenactments and stuff. So we're being traumatized by this serial, like, rapist killer. And then Dad calls. It's, like, 11 o'clock, so it's dark. Dad calls, and he's like, don't you think it's about time to come home? And... I really don't think dad knew what we were watching. I'm, I'm sure he didn't. So he totally was setting me up, though. So we go out to the front porch. I li- like We lived straight across the street, and Jessica lived a couple houses down, right? So me and Jessica are standing by the front door, and we're like, okay, we're just going to, on the count of three, we're just going to, book it you know and if anything happens just scream at the top of your lungs you know so so you go one two three right and I start running forward and she starts running diagonal you know to get to her house I'm running run across the street running through our front yard and coming up on the steps to our front door and this figure just comes out of the darkness from the side of our house 
and starts running towards me. And I didn't have any sense of who it was. It was just like this person. Mm -hmm. And so I, they grabbed me, wrapped their arms around me, and I'm kicking and screaming, probably freaking Jessica out because she's actually hearing a scream. I get out of their arms and start running down the street. And then I hear dad's voice, Bonnie, come back. Like it was dad. Dad was hiding by the side of the house, waiting to come up and like scare the shit out of me when I came running home. And I, it scared me so bad to tears. So I came back in the house with tears in my eyes and mom's like, Mike, what did you do? (laughs) Wow. I have memories of like watching, sneakily watching like scary movies that Brian rented with <laughs> for himself or him and his girlfriend or whatever when mom and dad were gone and like sneaking behind that big long couch because <laughs> you could just poke your head out <laughs> and watch the movie. Oh That's my what gosh. I did. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, there was a time that shopping with mom... <sighs> It was just the last thing in the world I ever wanted to do. And Jen took me shopping at one point, um, you know, like that awkward age of puberty and at whatever. And she took me shopping for bras and underwear, which was really nice and a lot more comfortable than having to do that with mom. So it was nice to have big sisters for some of those things. Yeah. But... Yeah, Jen was always a hero. Yeah. Up. <laughs> she just, she got it. She knew. Yeah. And she just took you under her wing. And yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember hanging out or loving to hang out with Sherry a lot because I think she like treated you like an equal. I, don't, I didn't feel like a little kid like being babysat or something. She just took you along. Mm-hmm. It was always fun. Whatever she was doing. I don't know. Yeah. She's I like good hanging at out with her. Relating. It was the best. In fact, I even would get bummed sometimes if I got left behind. Like, <laughs> yeah. why didn't Sherry take me? And I'm sure mom called her. And yeah. Something made I her know. come back. It's funny because I never remember being like, you know, no, I don't want to go. It was always like, please, mom, please, mom, let me go. Like, always like to just be with older siblings it, whenever they would take you or be willing to. Yeah. I have a memory of not really, not one of Chris per se, but of Jody because she worked at a movie theater in oh, Sandy. Cool. And she <laughs> home alone had just come out and I really wanted to see it. Like everyone wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. And, um, also that year, it was Home Alone, and it was like the Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. It came out the same year. And so I thought for sure we were. she was going to take me to a movie, um, and I thought for sure we were going to see Home Alone. But then when we got there, we ended up seeing the Muppet one, mm-hmm. I think because Mom like oh, stopped her. <laughs> which a lot of good that did, because we've watched Home Alone a hundred times every year since then. And even my son now is like, from Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving after dinner, it's home alone. Like yeah. the second it could even be 
like yeah acceptable for any christmas it's home alone <laughs> jody was awesome yeah yeah she worked at the movie jody. theater yeah <laughs> jody is an actual angel who i literally have never heard her say a negative thing about anybody ever yeah she's pretty amazing so and uh uh stacy i remember like she would make cookies. Honestly, anything she makes is is delicious. Stacy is married to our oldest brother Jeff. Uh huh. It's funny. I have more. Mem- uh, yeah. <laughs> like fond memories of the, the w- in laws, <laughs> the wives, the sister in laws, than yeah. the brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the brother stuff we'll get into. Yeah, on, okay. a, on a deeper dive, you know. that's awesome um yeah or michelle too i remember but but she wasn't always there and so when she did come around i had like starry eyes for her (laughs) okay uh confession did you ever have a thought of like i wonder what it would have been like if michelle was my mom Just yeah. because there's such a generational gap with, I mean, mom was like 40 or something when she had me. And so I, it makes sense that I might have related better to Michelle than mom sometimes in some ways. Yeah. And, well, and she was, it's just, I don't, she, she was gone. I don't know. All the time. Yeah, yeah. She was always gone. So it's like when she was there, it was like. Seemed like special or something. Yeah. yeah. You said she uh, wrote you a letter or something from when she was a nanny in. Yeah, she wrote me a, a postcard. I got a postcard in the mail from her to me from Disney World. And my young mind thought she, that she was living in Disney World. <laughs> oh, you're like, my sister's the coolest. Yeah. She was in Disney World. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, that's so cool yeah uh, yeah so mostly michelle i loved hanging out with jen too it was always fun um sherry that's it (laughs) (laughs) and that's that (laughs) brian too if all y'all didn't make the cut then (laughs) brian was my soccer coach or like assistant soccer coach for one one year and our uniforms was like me and a bunch of the the other boys in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm, I think there was girls too. It was like a co-ed community team or something. Team, Rec whatever. Team. Yeah. Um, but our uniforms were pink, and so you know when you show up to a game like that, wearing pink, they're like, "Hey, hey they're wearing yeah. pink." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we kicked their butt. <laughs> we were like number one or something. I don't know. What was that about our jerseys? What? Yeah. You just lost. But yeah, I loved going with Brian to the games and stuff. He would like drive his car all crazy fast. Mm, Yeah. Blasting. (laughs) So crazy fast. I have one hero story of Brian because the bus stop, like we were saying, we had to get bus clear down to that other elementary. And you could, the corner of the bus stop, you could see from our house, from like the front window. And... Even as super, super little as I was, like a first grader, there was some other bigger kid. 
at the bus stop that was always harassing me and like even like pushing me around, like getting a little bit physical as far as pushing and shoving. And I came home crying one time and Brian was there. And I don't know if he said something like, I'll take care of it or something. And I don't know what happened. I don't know what he said to that kid, but I think at one point he did corner him. And after that, he left me alone. And I was like, oh, you know, <laughs> Brian stopped the bully. <laughs> yep. So anyway, this was fun. We could just like probably keep going and going. But we'll move on to some other topics, some other fun topics, get some of our siblings in here to collaborate. and Yeah. Pick up there. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for tuning in. Uh, be sure to follow, rate, review. We're on Instagram, TikTok. You can listen on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, Amazon. And we will catch you next time. Thanks, guys.